Ladies and gentlemen, I'm your host, Dave Holmes, and this is International Waters, the panel show that pits U.S. against U.K. in friendly, Skype-facilitated comic rivalry. Now, it's 2014. Technology is becoming ever more sophisticated. And what could be a greater symbol of transatlantic unity than the fact that I, Dave Holmes, in Los Angeles, can watch daily episodes of British soap opera Coronation Street on my iPhone, which I do, U.K.? Thanks. Now, how should I compare international waters to my beloved Corey? Like barmaid Tina's affair with recovering alcoholic Peter, it's gripping. Like knicker factory worker Haley's battle against cancer, it's emotional. And like the storyline where butcher Ashley thought his butcher's hat was haunted by the ghost of his dead father, it asks more questions than it ultimately will ever answer. You are listening to International Waters. Let's meet the teams, shall we? Playing for the nation where Fifty Shades of Grey just describes the weather, it's Danielle Ward. Hello, Danielle. Hello. Now, you host the hugely popular panel show podcast, Do the Right Thing. I do. Tell us a secret of a good panel show so that I can get a little less terrible at this. Oh, I don't know. Um, Get hideously drunk. In fact, the best thing to get drunk on is vodka, Red Bull, and perhaps some codeine tablets. Then you will be amazing. Oh, that's fantastic. That's the best advice I've ever heard. I should tell you it's 11 in the morning here. But that shouldn't stop me. Also playing for the country that calls its potato chips crisps, and I could listen to it all day. It's Chris Neal. Hello. Now, Chris Neal, I understand you write for a newspaper. Please explain. Well, I write a column occasionally for a Sunday newspaper called the Sunday Express, which in about Uh 1962 was very good. Um, Uh And now... Uh, it's, it's a kind of quite right-wing Sunday paper, but I've not had to write anything. They're, they're very keen on stories about cancer and gypsies and immigrants and missing children, sure. but I've never had to write anything about these. I've written about onesies. I've written about footballers speaking French. I've written about Coronation Street. My, I, I wrote about the Rovers' return fire, um, mm. which um, I knew was going to happen. You always know there's going to be a Coronation Street. A Ravage Return Fire about every 10, 15 years because the writers run out of stories. And so right. apparently in the writers' meeting, they, someone always pitches the idea of a Ravage Return Fire. And about once every 15 years, they're allowed to have it. And how um, often right. do you have a picture of Princess Diana on the cover? Well, if it was my way, we'd have them on every week <laughs> because she's <laughs> aged very well. <laughs> the Express loved Princess Diana. Yeah, no, that's mainly... 17 the, years. The Daily Express, uh, Monday to Saturday... Don't uh, try and distance yourself. <laughs> it is slightly <laughs> distant. Um, as I noticed at the Sunday Express Christmas lunch, the editor was very keen to point out the difference. Um, anyway, they... Uh, yeah, they're obsessed with Princess Diana because they think that Prince Philip personally went to Paris and murdered her. Um, so that, and they're always keen to have this story. Or that she was... I don't know, that she was shagging all of the SAS and so she had to be put down like a rabid dog but (laughs) that happens less in the Sunday Express we we mainly focus on house prices and um, how swollen feet can be indicative of all manner of things that have gone wrong with you but as I say I don't write about that 
Thank God. Check MaximumFun.org for some links to some very exciting Chris Neal columns. I look forward to reading them. Can we, can we just very quickly talk about Tommy Duckworth on Coronation Street? I just found out why he left town without saying yeah. goodbye. He was a phantom rapper on the internet? Yeah, he's quite hot. And he was one of the few he bits is. of eye candy in Coronation Street. I don't know if he was your type, Dave, but I was quite pleased when Tommy Duckworth turned up in a scene. And he was sort of blonde with hairy chest and he played a mechanic. Oh, no, he's gorgeous. He was gorgeous. He's fine. And then, unfortunately, in real life, he fancied himself as a bit of a rapper. And he did do a rap, which got onto YouTube about him talking about raping dead people. What? And, yeah, oh, and Coronation Street has th- gone downhill. He got wind of this, and he was sacked, which was a bit unfair because the guy who was accused of having the other mechanic, who was uh, in real of life raping. of having sex with children, yeah. he wasn't actually sacked because they said, "Well, look, let's see what happens at the end of it." He Although was I found suppose, not guilty. He was found not guilty, so you shouldn't have sacked him, which is quite right. Um, anyway, they've got to bring him back in February. It's all going to be very awkward because he's been off, off looking after his dead father for the last <laughs> nine months. Uh, but Tommy Duckworth, yeah, they just got rid of him, and he apparently one minute he didn't have any money, and he was in madly in love with Tina, and then the next episode right. he'd, he'd left her a note and he said, "I'm going to Ibiza." We've not heard from him yeah. since. No, he didn't even he didn't even say goodbye on camera. It was no. Somebody else said, "Oh, it's Tommy. He's gone." Yeah, she found a note. She went, "Oh, what's he like? He's gone to Ibiza, and then he's never come back." Oh God, poor Tommy. Occasionally, she gets texts from him going, "Oh, it's really hot and sunny here," and I look on the weather and I kind of go, "No, it's Ibiza. That's the Mediterranean. It's January. It's not that bloody lovely." <laughs> It's like Bridlington. <laughs> so, so where will where will our, our beloved Chris Fountain land? Can you can you recover from? Ideally on my face, but I suspect that's not going to happen. Yes, you're going to have to fight me off, brother. Oh really? Oh my uh, God! It's happened so soon. Right. I didn't realize that we'd have this bond, Dave. <laughs> but we do, and it's not going away. It's the it's the elephant in the room for the rest <laughs> of the episode. Absolutely. And you know who loved Coronation Street in America, apart from you, Dave? Ella Fitzgerald. Is that a true story? It's true. Her and Peggy Lee used to live round the corner from each other in Beverly Hills and they'd get together sort of large, late middle-aged women and bemoan their fate with men and then they'd watch Coronation Street together. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. I don't care if it's true or not. Mm. Now, let's wake up our U.S. team. I am so sorry that we've gone on that long about <laughs> yeah. Coronation Street. Playing for the nation that comes with a trio of dipping sauces, a stand-up comic, and co-host of the brand new Goose Down podcast here on MaximumFun.org, Kimberly Clark. Hey, what's up? How you doing, Kimberly? Good. How are you? Excellent. I want to see Coronation Street. It's the best. Just go on Hulu. Okay. You should be sponsoring us. About, <laughs> we are like the best. in the dark. <laughs> oh, it's the best. You will absolutely like. You'll hate it at first, and then by the end, you'll be like, "Why is she so mad?" And then they, then that's why they get you to the next episode. Okay. It's true. It is. It is an epic soap opera that's been going on for fifteen years. Oh, it, don't start me because I'll never stop. Okay. Uh, now you do comedy at a lot of colleges, right? Yeah, I do. What's the, what's your secret to success with college students? Uh, they just like attention and mm. to be talked about. Out, basically, right. if you go through your material with college students, they'll they'll zone out on you. Uh-huh. So there goes Corey. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he's going out to have a cigarette <laughs> break, and people go, "God, that's so crazy!" Because Corey really does smoke. Right, right. right. Okay, yeah, yeah. It doesn't take much. Yeah, they love that. Mm-hmm. Also, playing for the nation that likes its news, yelled at them by a blonde woman, a stand-up comic, and the other co-host of the Goose Down podcast. Jasper Red. What's Jasper, up, Dave? How are you? I'm good, my man. You are wearing sunglasses and a Pac-Man t-shirt indoors, which leads me <laughs> to this question. Your resume has a lot of marijuana-themed performances, including something called Totally Baked, a pot-umentary. That's uh, right. How do you succeed with marijuana smokers? Uh, you know, I'm just real friendly. You mm-hmm. know, that way they'll pass it to me. Mm-hmm. And... uh. <laughs> 
I, I, I didn't know you was gonna mention my marijuana uh, usage. Well, listen, you wear you wear sunglasses <laughs> in a dark recording studio. I just it raises woke up. questions. I, I just woke up, man. I ain't had my uh, raisin brand. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're begging for sponsors, so tell us some good things about raisin brand. Uh, actually, I don't eat raisin brand. Oh, just... Well, you're not helping, Jasper. Yeah, man. I don't know. I didn't know he's gonna have a follow up. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, this is Kimberly Clark, and you need to just calm your little self down and get under the goose down with me and Jasper Red. You can catch us on MaximumFun.org, or you can hear us on iTunes. And no farting under the covers, either. Well, let's get this party started, shall we, with a little pop culture warm-up that we call What's the Story? Here's how it works. You're going to be recorded two points for correct answers, one point for incorrect answers that are funny. What do I consider funny? Deirdre Barlow's voice on Coronation Street. <laughs> Jesus Christ, this woman's voice. I once went to a fancy dress party as Deirdre Barlow. I was 17 oh. years old and nobody kissed me. <laughs> uh, for Kim and Jasper, imagine Harvey Firestein as an old British woman. Okay. Who is that? Okay. Who is Harvey? So, oh, in order for you guys to buzz in, we'll get to that during the break. In order for you guys to buzz in, you're going to have to come up with a buzz-in word that you feel best represents your nation. We'll start with the UK. What buzzword best represents the UK at this moment? Crumpet. That's kind of a timeless one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. US, buzzword. Broke. Broke. That's a good one. Crumpet and broke. My God, that's perfect. Here's the first question. Cameron Diaz has a new book out about health and wellness. It's called The Body Book. And in it, she extols the virtues of which unusual grooming practice? Crumpet. Crumpet. Chris and Danielle. What's your thought, Danielle? I just was helping you out there by saying crumpet. I was hoping you might have an answer. Oh, I think it's combing your pubic hair with a knit comb. (laughs) (laughs) Is it that? Is it that? It is not that, but it is awfully close. It is not shaving the hair uh, downstairs. But you know what? I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. One point for a creative answer. (laughs) Throwback pubes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Now, her comments were immediately renounced by religious leaders, with the Archbishop of Canterbury saying, God loves a landing strip. (laughs) This month, Las Vegas hosted CES, a trade show dedicated to what? Kim, you a bit Vegas person broke <laughs> well yes. done for sticking to the rules <laughs> can you can you repeat the question sure uh this month las vegas hosted ces a trade show dedicated to what electronics electronics is correct two points for the u.s oh, well done kimmy excited fans finally got the first glimpses of the newest rectangles that they can smudge with fingerprints while playing the various iterations of angry birds let us move on question number three david waddell i believe or waddle A councilman in South Carolina recently resigned from his post by penning a letter in what language? Crumpet. UK. Uh, uh, Sahili, Sawali. So, Sawili, Julia Sawala. Now, what's that language? Klingon. (laughs) Klingon. That's the one. Klingon is correct. Oh, wow. Two points for the UK. Did you know that? Well done. That's well done. What a nerd. (laughs) That is on record as being the nerdiest exit since Ryan Christian of Butte, Montana, broke up with his girlfriend using only Monty Python quotes. (laughs) Celebrity Big Brother is back on UK television. Housemate Lee Ryan from boy band Blue Mm. once caused outrage with this statement. This New York thing is being blown out of proportion. Who gives a fuck about New York when elephants are being killed? 
What was the New York thing that he was referring to? Crumpet. Crumpet, UK. It, it was the one dollar pizza. That is incorrect. I know uh, what it is. Incorrect. I know what it is, really. What was it? It's 9-11. Okay. It's 9-11. Do you know, the best thing about Lee Ryan, when he was famous, he was interviewed by a journalist who went round to his flat in uh, Docklands, which is a sort of smartish part of London, and uh, they were just having a bit of a chat before, and this journalist was asking about his life, and in the corner there was an enormous white grand piano, and she said, oh, Lee, she said, I didn't know you played the piano. He went, yeah, I'll do a bit. He said, but to be honest, I'm no Picasso. <laughs> Bless him. Chris, who's who's your favourite British boy band? Oh, um, I'm slightly behind the times with the boy bands. That's fine. I don't know who are, but you 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 like young men. Who who do you who would you nominate, Dave? I you know honestly, I I it's it's difficult to top uh, uh, Robbie Williams. No, no, it's not now. Have you seen him? He looks like Jack Duckworth. Um, yeah, I, I, I didn't like take that, but I, I do enjoy that they gave us Robbie Williams. Yeah, it's sort of ten years ago, but now he's he's a sort of Fruit Loop who turns up and talks about people, you know, aliens trying to contact Earth and that kind of thing. He's an absolute right. maniac, and he's the sure. size of a house. There's really nothing attractive, and he's covered in tattoos. Well, he's big, and then he's small, and then he's big, and then he's small. he's mainly big, and then bigger, and then back to big again on a good day. Did East Seventeen <laughs> ever make it over to America? They no, they never did. Oh, they oh, were good. Did. One of them was so sad, he accidentally fell out of his car. <laughs> and what, through over. tears? <laughs> he fell out of his car and ran himself over. What, deliberately? Yeah, he said it was a suicide attempt. <laughs> he tried to kill himself by falling out of his own car? <laughs> yes, he left the... <laughs> was he driving? <laughs> yeah, he well, left a handbrake off. <laughs> Sorry. He left a handbrake <laughs> off. <laughs> but also, how would he keep the car... So he was on a downward hill. So he threw himself out and then tried to roll under it. Oh, it's uh, funny. So you guys even do suicide in a quaint way. Mind you, you've never been to East 17. If you did ever go to East, it's a London postcode. You wouldn't feel full yeah. of the beans if you did. Yeah. So you can understand it for poor... What was his name? He was that Sorry, one. Sorry, Brian Harvey. Brian I Harvey. He's quite a serious type now. And he stayed thin, unlike Robbie. Well, what else is he going to do? That's his job, right? Well, he's not perfected the throwing himself out of cars and trying to kill himself yet, has he? No, so. no. And before our entire listening audience throws themselves under their own cars, let's move on. <laughs> Question number five. News sites are reporting a 1964 article by Isaac Asimov called World's Fair of 2014. The author makes some uncannily accurate predictions, including this one. Blank will neither be common nor very good in 2014, but they will be in existence. What will be in existence in 2014? But not be very common or very good. Not be very common, nor be very good, but be prevalent in 2014. Broke. U.S. Uh, people? No. That's quite no, a wide I mean, that target a perfect. there, isn't it, Kimberly? <laughs> perfect. <laughs> that would have been an absolutely perfect prediction. U.K., do you want to try to steal it? Crumpet. 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 U.K. Is it ghosts? It is not ghosts. Oh. Oh. It's not ghosts. It is actually robots. Oh, it's close. Correct and predicted it. Robotics is still in its infancy. Robots do exist in 2014, but so far, like, they, they basically just do four things. They play chess. They dance to Thriller. They make food faster. They feel nice when you put your dick in them. This is why mankind <laughs> cannot have nice things. Let's move on. 2014 is already a mind-blowing year for viral video star David Hughes because he walked into a bar in Charlotte, North Carolina, and met who? Broke. Broke. U.S. Jasper. Obama. No, that is incorrect. <laughs> Crumpet. Danielle. Michael Jackson. No. God, oh. that would be amazing. He is alive. 
The answer is he met his voice doppelganger, Andrew from Mississippi. That's he claims no that thing. he has an identical voice to Hughes. Oh my god. With over ten thousand hits already, here is audio of that incredible earth shaking moment. All right, nice to meet you. I'm David from Raleigh. I am Andrew from Mississippi. I live in Charlotte now. I do live in Charlotte now. And I found my voice doppelganger. I found my no, voice doppelganger. I found it for you. You're welcome. That's fine. You can enter. <laughs> It's not a thing. Well, it is a thing, isn't it? No, but well it's done really that not one. a thing, is it? No. I think they woke up in the morning and said, let's make the dullest viral video in the history of mankind. <laughs> Who cares about people's voices? Well, you know what? At the end of the first round, <laughs> let's recap our scores. Uh, the U.S. has two. The U.K. Oh, has seven. Oh, my God. Step it up, oh. Jasper and Kimberly. We're going to hit the coffee machine and take a little break. We'll be right back with more International Waters after this. Spring is sprung. And throwing shade is shown. I'm gay. I'm the lady. And the two of us are going to star in Spring Awakening very soon. Thank so you check so local much. Listings. Please look at that. Please do. But in the meantime, if you can't get tickets to that, we do host a show on Max Fun Network called Throwing Shade, which is funny because we already mentioned that. Comes out every Thursday on, you know, every every network in America. Every network, NBC, ABC. Yeah. But you can also get it on iTunes. And, you know, we just chit-chat about stuff that happens to ladies and gays. Yeah. And we just and we laugh about it. Because yeah. what, what, what are we going to do? Cry? We talk about politics and making love and uh, hairstyles of, you know, the 21st century. If you love sensuality, you'll love throwing shade. Welcome back to International Waters. Let us move on to our audio round, Sounds Amazing. So this week, we are looking back at the sounds that made pop culture so great over the last year. Don't buzz in. I'll ask each country a question to identify a sound in turn and then offer it to the other team if they don't get it. Okay. So we'll start with the UK. This noise was plastered all over one of the year's biggest movies. Let's hear it. Okay. So you've got machine noise, then silence, then a lady panting. UK, what is that? Well, I've seen it, but I've never heard the title. No. I think I know this. US for the steal. I think it's from the movie Gravity. That is Sandra Bullock from the film Gravity. Yeah. Two points for the U.S. Oh. I didn't even see the movie. Oh. But still, you <laughs> saw well, an ad for the movie. Her voice. Yeah, I did. Uh, and if you haven't seen the movie, it's just her floating in space in boy shorts right. for an hour and a half. Right. Gripping. And a boy haircut. And a little cute little boy haircut. Mm-hmm. All right, this is a question for the U.S. This clip comes from a very important moment in an iconic British TV show. Let's hear it. No, no. Okay, a girl begging someone not to change, a sound of a lot of swishing, and then someone saying, kidneys, I've got new kidneys. What it's is not that a, sound? It's not a comedy. Kim, you, you have a clue? <laughs> I was going to say AbFab, but it's not a comedy. It's not. It's not. They need new kidneys and livers in AbFab, but that is not the correct answer. Was it the conveyor belt on Generation Game? Don't guess, I know. Oh, do you? Also, I don't know what any of that meant. <laughs> I ain't up on my British TV, man. Okay. Yeah, we don't know. All right, UK <laughs> for the steal. I know. It's Doctor Who. It was Doctor Who. That was the sound of Matt Smith regenerating into the new Doctor, Peter Capaldi, yeah. in Doctor Who. Two points for the UK. 
And another question for you guys. This noise is from the eighth highest grossing and almost certainly dumbest film of 2013. Fellas, you better hurry up. They just took the convoy. And Dom, ladies with them. We stick to the plan. All right, you heard the man. Let's play this fast and clean. That thing's heading your way. All right, let's stop right there because I can't listen to that unpleasant sound anymore. That was awful. That was a lot of scraping metal, a lot of gravelly men's voices, a lot of vrooming car and truck sounds. UK, any idea what that came from? Bride spades. <laughs> no, I wrote something down and you... No, no, no. It was why I thought you'd written that. You see, it just made me laugh. Chris thought exist. I'd written World War Seven. Is it World War Z? It was not World oh. War Z. You asked for the steel. I think I know what it is. Right. And you deal. should know this, too. You I, should know this, I Jasper. I think it was Fast and Furious, right? <gasps> Fast and Furious 6, that is correct. Only Two because Ludacris was talking. You recognize? <laughs> Ludacris's voice. The siren sound of Ludacris' voice. Man. Uh, have, the, have the Fast and Furious movies made the jump to the UK? Yes, and that's why I thought that would be in poor taste as a question. Why? Oh, because oh, of the, the recent loss yeah, of Paul. Paul. But listen, we have to move on. Oh, I see. Have to move on. Oh, was he in it? He yeah. would want it that way. Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> He'd always, that was his apparently his lifetime ambition, to be a question on a podcast. <laughs> Tip out some of your uh, whatever, whatever it is you're drinking over there for Paul Walker. And let's move on. This is a question for the U.S. <laughs> in which 2013 box office smash would you hear this anachronistic little ditty? Let's hear it. She lied, but I believe her. Love sick, I got that fever. Love stupid, I know it. Love stupid, I know it. I know, cause I'm a fool in love. My baby shot me down again. Shot me down with a love and it go bang, bang. Can we, can we stop this now? Can we stop this now? Because that was more unpleasant than metal scraping against concrete. U.S., what was that from? Well, the book was way better, but it's from the <laughs> <laughs> the Great Gatsby. Really, you're going to go out on a limb and say Fitzgerald is better than Baz Luhrmann? Uh, Explain yourself. <laughs> Slightly. Did you see the movie? I did on the airplane. Uh huh. It and was cute. I mean, it, it was out? visually pleasing. Okay. But I mean, the book is <laughs> walk out. way better. I wish I could have. Mm. Out. You know, I uh, of course the book is amazing. I tried to listen to it on tape recently uh, during a long drive. The uh, Great Gatsby on tape. The Great Gatsby book on tape, just because I figured it would be great to hear Fitzgerald's wonderful language as I'm driving. Uh, it's very good until the narrator Tim Robbins does his Daisy. Oh no! <laughs> and then you get eject and you throw your CD out the window. Uh, did you see it, Jasper? Nah, I ain't seen any movies from 2013. Smart actually. move. That's a smart move. That's a very smart move. UK. <laughs> I love you, Jasper, in a way more than I can ever explain to you. Um, You're I, amazing. I didn't see The Great Gatsby. I saw Thor 2. If you'd ask me a question about Thor 2. Or... I do have a question about Thor 2. Why the fuck would anyone go to see Thor 2? Oh, do you know what? There was nothing else on. No. Okay. We're only allowed one film at a time here in the UK. But our friend Justin Edwards <laughs> is in it. He gets hit by Natalie Portman. It's very exciting. Oh, was he? Yeah. So here's a question for you, UK. This sound comes from one of the most eagerly anticipated video games of 2013, can you tell what's going on? Let's hear it. 
think it's okay. going to do with the archers. Yeah, Grand Theft Archers 5. <laughs> mooing, furious mooing, and then a thud. What the hell was that from? So that was a video game. That was a video so game. So there's a cow and a thud. Yep. And a, a cow murder. Is it Scrabble? No. It is, <laughs> it is not Scrabble. U.S. Can I you steal? I would take a wild guess on this. I'm going to say Grand Theft Auto. You are correct. Two points for the U.S. That is something that you can do in Grand Theft Auto Five. You can walk up to a cow and kick it up its ass. <laughs> that is a horrible way to talk about women. <laughs> That's a thing that, uh, that comes up a lot on Coronation Street. Yes, I'm back. Uh, people calling women cow. You could never get away with that in the U.S. Uh, cow would, would, uh, would seem to imply weight. I always think the swearing on Coronation Street because they all say things like, well, you're flipping outrageous. And, of course, they, you right. know, no one ever swears in Coronation Street. Cow, of would course. cow be offensive in America? No, you would, you would be absolutely murdered because then you, you, it would be like calling somebody fat, which you cannot do, especially oh, in Los Angeles. You've well, got some very warped people. morals in America, haven't you? <laughs> oh, sure. You can't call someone a cow. But you can shoot them in the no. head. <laughs> you can shoot them in the head and that's your right. Um, that's the way it works. That seems very odd. Cow strikes me as deeply innocuous. It doesn't... In Britain, it doesn't imply fat, actually. Right. If you right. said you're a fat cow, it that does, would imply yeah. fat. It's more, right. you know, slow and bovine. Yeah. <laughs> and useless. So fat. And so fat. Just... You're saying fat. No, you're not really. You're calling me fat. No, well, no, but heifer, be an heifer does mean fat. Does it? Yeah, if you call someone a heifer, that's heifer like fat cow. Oh, yeah, yeah, but I've never heard anyone heifer. call someone a heifer. Forget it with heifer. All right, let us recap our scores. At the end of round two, the USA is in the lead by one. They've got ten. The UK has got nine. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with the final round after this. Hey, I'm Barbara Gray. I'm Brady Posey. And I'm Tess Barker. And we are Lady to Lady. Each week we talk about our crazy days, our crazy dates, and how perfectly normal and acceptable members of society we each are. That's what we keep telling ourselves anyway. Why do you guys both have cats in your purses? For every show, we pull up a fourth chair and invite another funny lady to hang out with us for an hour. We're new to Maximum Fun. You can find us on iTunes or MaximumFun.org. Folks, you are listening to International Waters. I'm your host, Dave Holmes. Let us move on to our final round. It is pivotal because the winner of the final round receives... One million points. This, of course, <laughs> renders the rest of the game completely meaningless. Guests, I am sorry I've wasted your time. To our listeners, I've betrayed your trust. I can only hope you'll learn to trust me again someday. This round is called Slash Fic. The most bizarre slash delightful of all Internet-based genres is Slash Fic, which is fan-made fiction cramming two pop culture characters together who wouldn't normally interact. Now, it doesn't have to be sexual, but it's the Internet, so it almost always is. Today, our panelists will be pitching a Slash Fic movie with two characters. One character will be distinctly American, one distinctly British. My favorite gets one million points and wins. We're going to start with the UK. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock, and I want you to create a slash fic pitch based on an encounter between Benny Hill and Wolverine from the X-Men. Your two minutes begins now. Well, Benny Hill was always on a a milk float because he was the fastest man in the West. And being right. slash fiction, there definitely has to be some fisting involved. Now, oh, which way around shall we have it? Wolverine with those claws up Benny Hill's bottom, or Benny Hill with his lovely milkman's hands up Wolverine's <laughs> bottom? Which way round? Well, I guess Wolverine's bum's going to be a lot hairier, so it may take up quite a lot of time just working our way through it. 
Uh, I don't think Benny Hill was hairy at all. Is this the angle you wanted, Dave? This is exactly what I wanted. And why not make it sort of a Mobius strip of fisting with them just sort of going both ways, right? Oh, I see. Wouldn't that be lovely, like the yin and yang sign? Benny Hill's innards will fall out if Wolverine fists him. Do you not understand what Wolverine is? No, I don't really understand. What is Wolverine? He's grumpy. He's a grumpy man. He likes show tunes, but he's a grumpy man. He comes home. Benny Hill's all like, oh, I'm going to do a joke for you. Wolverine's like, shut up, bitch. And then he wanks in his face. Um, And then the semen is dripping down Wolverine's face. And Wolverine's like, oh, my God, Benny Hill, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I'm going to get rid of it. And his claws comes out of his face. Do you know what's fantastic about this is quite often when you You'd have a brilliant idea like this, you wouldn't be on the line to Hollywood. <laughs> and yet... Hollywood, can you hear me? Now, Benny Hill, Benny Hill admits a, a subservient position. He lies down in a curled-up ball and he gets a it's glass... It's better to be on your side. He, he gets a piece of glass and puts it over his back so there's the glass coffee table. And Wolverine... Oh, yeah. Pooms. Do you know about this? Every British actress from the 50s used to shit on a glass coffee yes, table. they did do that. Wolverine shits kind of all over the coffee table and he gets his claws out and he wipes it all down so the whole coffee table goes brown. And then he writes Benny Hill's name with his finger on top of it, so Benny can see his own name looking up at him. That's our then movie. Then what happens, Chris? Come oh, yeah. on, you, you, you well, pick it up. Well, uh, Benny Hill was a kind of sexless creature, so all this has left him slightly, although all his TV programmes were him chasing girls around a football pitch in Teddington, uh, he didn't have much sex and he didn't do very much about that, so all the shit and all the fisting means nothing to him. He thinks that Wolverine is sending out mixed messages because he can't work out it's just plain unbridled desire. And the mixed message he thinks he's sending out is that he thinks that Wolverine's in a position to put him back on the telly. And it ends with a song from Les Miserables. And disappointment. I'm sorry, I didn't hear the end because I'm in my car driving to Beverly Hills to pitch this movie <laughs> to Hollywood executives right now. Dave, you're so wise. That was fantastic. I'm a little bit <laughs> flushed from that one. I'm going to put two minutes on the clock yet again. You ask your characters for slash fic. It can be sexy, but it need not be. But let's make it sexy. James Bond and Chandler from Friends. Your two minutes start now. So, Kim, you know, we got James Bond and Chandler in the car, right? Right. It's kind of like, you know, an espionage version mm-hmm. of Training Day. Yeah, but see, James Bond has to work with Chandler's um, wardrobe, you know, because Chandler... A lot of Guayabaras. A lot yeah. of Guayabaras, a lot of bowling shirts. Yeah, he's not fly like James Bond. And James Bond's not. like, you can't get up in my car looking, you know, right. ratchet like you're looking. Right, and it's an awkward relationship because James Bond don't like Jewish people. Oh. So he's trying to work through that right. with Chandler. <laughs> through Chandler, right. exactly. As he's showing him the ropes <laughs> in his BMW. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then James Bond, you know, as they going through their journey, showing him the ropes, he, he gives him his iPhone, uh-huh. right? Shows him some pictures, some naked pictures of him. Right. Right. Wait, the pictures, the naked pictures are going to be of James Bond? No, of him. Of M? You don't know who M is? No. <laughs> Who the hell is M? So, suddenly Jasper Red knows everything about pop culture. At the very last minute, Jasper Red showed up. Hey, th- welcome to our show. Yeah, man. So he's showing the naked pictures of M, grosses him out. He's like, yeah, that's that's step one of your initiation. Okay. Can't you survive that picture of M? Right. Who's an elderly lady. Okay. <laughs> and then Chandler, like, throws up inside of the BMW. Right, right. And so James Bond pistol whips him. Right. And he's like, look, man, if you do not look at this picture i have a problem right and then um chandler you know is like man pull the car over man i need to go to a right aid okay yeah and chandler gets like uh some ballistics right and um and then he tries to sneak out the back he's like man this motherfucker crazy so he tried to runs out the back 
That is such a Chandler thing to say. This motherfucker is so crazy. And your two minutes are up. Thank you. All right. It it was an action movie replete with uh, vomiting and anti-Semitism. Interesting. Interesting choice. But can it compete with fisting, scatology, (laughs) and milk? Never. The answer is no. I'm sorry. I have to give that one to the UK. Congratulations. UK, you win one million points and the entire game. Perhaps you can celebrate by Instagramming more photographs of rain than you do of your own children. (laughs) Stop it with the rain pictures, UK. It's very rainy. Uh, But truly, congratulations. Jasper, Kimberly, Chris, Danielle, thank you very much for playing International Waters. It's been a pleasure having you. Thanks for having us, Dave. Don't forget to check out Jasper and Kimberly's new Max Fun podcast, The Goose Down, over at MaximumFun.org. You can also find Danielle's Do the Right Thing podcast on somewhere on the internet just on iTunes that's American <laughs> on, on iTunes look for it on iTunes and you can find Chris Neal's blog Chris Neal's Dirty Kitchen it is very funny and it's on WordPress so you know yeah, it's good it's pretty good we'll see you next time guys bye bye thank bye. you bye you've been listening to International Waters with me Dave Holmes playing for the US were Jasper Red and Kimberly Clark for the UK, Chris Neal and Danielle Ward. Our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Ladytron. Thanks to them for letting us use it. The show was recorded at Guilt Free Post in London by Chris Morris and at Max Fun HQ in Hollywood, California by Jennifer Marmer. This script was written by Jordan Morris and Sarah Morgan, and our producer was Colin Anderson. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.